This is a production of KMMedia.pro. Welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. Our goal is simple, to explore evolving ideas one conversation at a time. So come on over into our world. I know you'll like it, because on today's show... And welcome, everybody, to today's show. Today, I'm going to be joined by Mitch, uh, my co-host, and uh, we're going to talk about something that, see, a lot of times I like to have guests on that I need to learn stuff about because I know nothing about the topic that we're going to be talking about. I'm hopeful that uh, Mitch has a better idea, but let's talk to Eric first and see if he has an idea. Hey, Eric, how you doing? Hey, good afternoon and happy Wednesday, Kevin. Hope Happy you're enjoying Wednesday this beautiful tea. day. I know. It's just gorgeous outside. And you know what? If this is a national holiday. Did you know that? I did not know that. It's the first day of Seahawks training camp. <laughs> okay. I didn't know that was being celebrated nationally now. Congratulations well, to the Seahawks. Exactly, it's pretty, exactly, a pretty big well, deal to have a holiday in your in your name. In my world, they are. They are worldwide. But. Perhaps there are 30 other cities that would think otherwise, but that's, that's beside maybe that. more, <laughs> maybe more. <laughs> Any, anyway, Eric, are you, um, did you grow up with uh, architecture and uh, home design and, and that kind of stuff too, so that you could plan your home um, being environmentally friendly and with all the things, or are you like me where it's like, Oh, buy it and stick it over there. <laughs> well, I think we all grew up with architecture and home design, whether we like it or not. You know, it, there was good architecture and bad architecture and good home design and bad home design. So, uh, yeah, we all grew up with that, you know, um, whether we paid attention to it or not is a whole nother thing. But uh, I, it, the environmentally friendly thing is more of a new thing, as you say. Um, and so I, I don't think that we had a focus on that growing up, but uh, I'm interested to learn about it. Me too. And we're going to talk to her name is, uh, um, well, I'll get into that in just a second. But first of all, I got to introduce Mitch. Mitch, how are you? I'm doing great. You guys, how are you? We're good. So you are the one that is the architecturally friendly one of the group that, that, that knows how to stage things properly and, and, and that kind of thing. Right. Uh, I don't know that that's my profession oh, <laughs> or, well. <laughs> that I would do it very rarely. I think my architecture goes as far as building Legos as a kid. So um, I'm really excited to talk to our guest today. And her name, by the way, is Juliette Chetan. And she is, well, first of all, she is a smart person. She's got a, um, a bachelor's and a master's. And she's also, she speaks fluent Dutch, Portuguese, English, I can't even speak English and Spanish, and is converse and can and can can maintain a conversation in French and Italian. So she's been around the world. Wow. She's worked all over the place, and she's um, a good friend of ours. Uh, David Newkirk uh, recommended her come on the show because we want to talk about uh, um, architecture and home design, and also doing it in an environmentally friendly way. So let's bring Julie on right now. And Julie, tell me if I have I have I stated that semi sort of correctly? Yeah, you did. You did a you did a good job. <laughs> and I'm very happy to be here, Kevin. Thank you so much. Hi, Mitch. 
it's uh, really an honor. I love your show. So this is going to be a lot of fun and very necessarily, apparently, to talk about what I do daily, uh, because it's not about only about uh, making things beautiful, but nowadays it's also about making your environment more healthy. And by the way, Mitch, I started with Legos too. <laughs> <laughs> That's how it all started. <laughs> So I was on the right track. I just, I just didn't, I just didn't execute further past. Yeah. I had a dad that, that really enjoyed um, actually building furniture. It was not his day job, but it was his hobby. So I grew up with, you know, uh, always having uh, something going on in the house. And I think that sort of stirred my, my, my curiosity. Well, you know, one of the things that you do and are and are really fluent in that I want to touch on a little bit also is staging. Yes. Do, you, do you remember a gal by the name of Barb Schwartz? Um, not off the top of my head. She was on my show in 2003, and she was the one who actually developed staging as, as kind of an art form. And what's what staging is for those of you. Well, why don't you explain to us what staging is since you're the expert? Yes. Well, staging is wonderful. Staging is really an American invention. If you go to other places like South America, Mexico, uh, Europe, people don't really stage homes to sell them. But it has a great function because a lot of people have no idea what they're going to do with the home. They walk into an empty home and it's it's hollow. It, it kind of, you know, it's not really pleasant. And then they have to figure out, okay, I'm going to buy this home. So staging you, you usually do for, for sale. You're selling your home. Uh, and then you need to showcase the qualities of the home. So that's basically what you do. Commercially, you don't do a lot of staging. It's mostly residential. And, uh, and it's really a great thing because um, it really helps people to visualize what you can do with a space, you know, so, yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting because um, I, my mother passed away two years ago now. And when, after she passed away, we uh, had to, of course, to sell her house. And so we, um, and most, most real estate agents today are very familiar with staging and they do uh, do a really good job of, of putting that together. But I tell you, this real estate, this is on Wilby Island, this real estate agent, she, she used a drone to, uh, to circle the, um, the, the property and, and to fly in and out. And, and my sister who was the one who was actually in charge of the sale said, you know, I'd buy that house if it was, if, if, if we weren't selling it. Because yeah. they, they staged it and it made it look in a completely different way. Because my mom and my dad never really worked at generating a, um, a home environment that, that was really suitable for, and was, yeah. was really top notch. And that's, that's really what you do. Yes. Yes. And it's amazing because most of the time when we work uh, with a realtor, uh, and the owner comes by, they, they're all like what you see on TV. They go, oh, is this my home? You know, sometimes you have to have a discussion in the beginning because people sometimes don't understand. There is a, a really a distinct difference between staging for uh, sales pur purposes and having someone do an interior where you're going to live in it. It's your home and you want to see it in a certain way. 
But when you're staging, we are actually staging for the market. You're not staging for yourself anymore. So that means that you have to say goodbye to all these things that you liked, you know, all the pictures of the family and that vase from Aunt uh, Maria or whatever. All these things have to disappear and it has to become something that can relate to the market. And sometimes people go, oh, but no, that is not my home. Correct. It's no longer is your home in that sense because you're trying to sell it. So it's an intermediate step to make that happen. And the fun for me is to create something that will convey the idea of a home. I don't stage for uh, the purpose of just having something sterile looking at me. Uh, with all respect for all the stagers out there. But, you know, the kind of thing that you see in a catalog, but it's more like to have people feel that they want to just sit on the couch and turn on the TV or something like that, you know. So that's what I like to do. See, that's what I have. I have a a recliner and a TV. And (laughs) I got nothing on the walls. I've got no earthly idea of any of that. Mitch, how about you? (laughs) Uh. I have a little bit more than that, but uh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, <laughs> it's close, but I feel like I have a little more in there. I'd like to think I know like a little bit in regards to creating, uh, I mean, I've created an atmosphere and a living space that I think that is, you know, fits me. So yeah, Kevin, Kevin, very simple, very simple oh, you have TV, no rec- TV recliner and we're done. TV recliner. Oh, and and a, a TV tray for for my beverage and that kind of. You know, <laughs> of course. <laughs> How could you forget that? <laughs> and, and that's about it. I never give it a second thought, and uh, you know, <laughs> it's almost like I say, "Well, you know, I'm going to be moving out of here in like 15 years, so why why make it nice now when I'm just going to have to take everything down and move it?" Um, well. But, well, can I bring you on another idea? You know, after your clothes, your house is actually your second skin. So you want to make it comfortable. If you are happy with the recliner and the and the TV uh, 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 table next to it, then it's fine. You know, it's your home. But it the, your home should align with your what you need. You know, that's that's really very important because it sustains you. You know, it's all energy. It's not only matter around you. It's all your energy and the energy of this place you live in. So you want to have that nicely done for you. I want to get into that and about the energy and feng shui and, and all, of, all of that. But uh, does that mean that if I'm going to do something nice for my house, um, it's like buying new clothes. Like I really need to buy um, the, in this decade and a new uh, a pair of underwear. Uh, well, <laughs> I'll leave the underwear to you. <laughs> Not <gonna happen> to that. <laughs> I got. I got to Juliet. I got. I got to say, Mitch is sitting over there going, "Oh crap! What did I do this for? Why am I here?" I just. I just don't know that underwear falls into the same category. But I'm, I'm like, I like how you inserted that in there. Yeah. Well, if you if you if you if you look in terms of categories. Yes, we can go into the home and think in terms of categories. You have things that are base. You know, I would say a bed, for instance, is something that most people will need. Uh, You might need a couple of tables. You know, there are certain things that are really uh, 
the base of your environment. If you work in your environment, you want to have a desk, uh, you know, you just have to think in terms of how do I use this space, not only homes, but also your workspace. How do I use it and how can I make it really work for me? Uh, I'm not someone that is into fashion. I love really beautiful things. But for me, beauty has a spiritual value. Uh, so that means that I look for things that are durable. That That's why sustainability is also unnatural for me. I've, I think I've always been trying to be sustainable one way or another because I believe in, in that kind of thing. You know, you're taking care of yourself, your health, and the health of your environment. And that is something that is important. So I don't say you have to buy things continuously for your home, but it's important to have things in your home that really align with you, that that have meaning to you, that really nurture you in that sense. You know, some people have things that are, are family heirlooms, for instance, or things that they bought somewhere and are deeply in love with and, you know, just cultivate these things and, and just, you know, make your environment your own. And sometimes it's good to talk to someone like me because I can kind of help you sort what is really essential for you. It's not about the neighbor. It's really about always about you or your family or the people that are using the, the environment. So if like, I have an office. I've got a studio here, and Mitch is building a studio. Um, I don't think it's at your house, but you're, what would you suggest that we do to create great energy around the studio that we are building or maintaining so that we can convey that to people that are listening to us as we do our podcast? Uh, well, a good thing to do is just to, uh, it's, it's, it's very interesting how space itself has its own spirit. You have a spirit of, of the place. So I, I usually have more than one client. It's the client I'm working with and the space that the person wants to see transformed. And I have to deal with both things. things. The space itself tells me a story and you will tell me your story. And in and, and the end, it has to come together work together. It has always a certain logic. So to talk in the air, I will only be able to just talk about general kinds of things that I would look for. But of course, you have to become more, much more specific than that. Um, I look at light. Uh, of course, you're going to say, yeah, it's a studio. So you have requirements and sound and things like that. So you want to have it closed. But you know, you have different spaces in your studio, I suppose, different, different activities that you do. I suppose you also receive people there. So all of these things are things that you then have to figure out how you do that and how much space you need for that. Uh, I love plants and environment. I love art. I always work with art, with plants, with uh, things that I find beautiful because, and once again, it nurtures me and most of my clients will agree with me. Uh, and then if you go into the functional part of it, it's really a, a, a question of, uh, I believe in measurements. So I'm one of those designers that start by measuring things and seeing how things fit where. Um, and then I start making spaces 
composing the space together for you, for all the functions you need. Do you need only, let's say, a desk in your studio space? Or would you like to have a sofa somewhere that you can comfortably think about when what am I going to say in the next uh, interview? Or how many activities do you have in your studio? You have to kind of educate me there. Mitch, go ahead and with what you're putting together. <laughs> no, I think that I think that's uh, I think that's totally right. I think that I I want a space that <clears throat> is something that I want, but I also, in regards to if I'm going to have people that are going to enter it, I want it to be inviting. I want it to be comfortable for everybody. So I want it to, yeah, I want it to be an open space that when people come into it, they're very comfortable, they're very open, mm-hmm. um, whatnot. And and what that looks like, you know, can be different for so many people. So it's kind of, it's probably difficult to really articulate it down to the, to the point. But I think there's things I'm sure Juliet can agree that you can create a space that in general um, attracts you know, mm-hmm. a certain audience or is very comfortable for the people around it. And I think that that's, that's something I'm looking for too, as well. Yeah, that's great. And I would look for natural materials, for instance, if you spend long hours in the space and it's closed because the uh, studio environment needs to be a little more sealed, so to speak, because of sound uh, requirements, I would say natural envi- natural rugs or materials that are really and sustainable and more natural because it will also support your health. A lot of people don't realize that all the, every building material, finishing uh, furniture piece that you have around you exudes something, you know, of the material itself, gases off. And you have to ask yourself, um, what are your priorities and how do you want to layer your space? I'm not saying that everybody has to rush out and, transform drastically there. Uh, yeah, you can do that, but uh, you can do it in phases and you can also prioritize what is important, you know? So, yeah. So I, I got to ask you because this, this is important. You're familiar with the term feng shui, right? Yeah. What action, Mitch, how about you? <laughs> you giggled. Do you, do you have any idea what feng shui is? No, I do. I, mean, <laughs> I, I do. I, or at least I'd like to think I do. I, my mind went somewhere different when you said feng shui, but um, okay, where to go? You can say it. It's, it's we're just among friends. No, I went like on a very like ninja, like feng shui. I thought about like martial arts a little bit, which has nothing to do with feng shui. Um, <laughs> but I, I, I'm, I'm familiar, I'm familiar with the word and the feng shui. And I know that it's kind of, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm sure there's maybe different, you know, interpretations of it, but feng shui, I mean, you go and you sit somewhere, it's kind of what brings out, right. It's kind of like, I mean, a little bit, the feng shui around you, it kind of, I want to say it inspires certain things based on what is around and everything that is all kind of connected and that connection between everything in the room and the atmosphere you're in is, is some sort of feng shui or whatnot. And I could be completely wrong. And Juliet, correct me. <laughs> well, <laughs> first off, I'm not a specialist. I, I know people that are really specialists and masters in feng shui. So if I need uh, a house to be, energized in that way, I will always work with a professional. 
But in my travels, I discovered that up till today, for instance, in China, because these are ancient systems, energy systems, in China, they still teach Feng Shui in the architectural schools, so which is great. So you can do it on different levels, on uh, urban design levels. So you can consider the whole city actually as a, a body that you Feng Shui for, for positive energy and flow. Uh, air is taken into consideration, airflow and all sorts of the positioning of objects in the space, the materials you use stones, uh, how you enter a space. So it's quite a complex of um, of things. It's really a richdom of culture. Um, I believe that there are a number of, of ancient cultures that use a similar system, but Feng Shui is the one that we know most and is the one that is really uh, used here in the United States too. Uh, so you can, uh, there is one part where you can do um, an equivalent to, let's say, an, a horoscope, so you an, uh, a chart, a personal chart, and there's a part of Feng Shui where you really look into space, so homes and how they're situated in uh, on the lot, for instance, um, and how they work internally. So it's it's quite interesting, and there are a couple of general things that if you are really involved with space, you will almost naturally want to have these things like airflow, uh, light, uh, you know, the positioning of doors in relationship to what you're creating internally. Uh, but it's it's very sophisticated. It's, it's, it's a very interesting thing, Feng Shui. I got to ask you this. How does having your house set up in a, in a real dynamic way using these the feng shui principles as well as others that you work with how does that create better energy within the house um well what it does it it opens up um the energy of the house um um it is almost it's it's very interesting your question because it is almost that also in the architecture the way I studied it because that's my background and my base um, there is also a parallel logic in terms of how you want to situate things. You, you we were just uh, talking about staging. Um, every time I staged the living room, I I had the the immediate idea of opening up the space so when you walk into the door you open the space in a way that you see the sofa in front of you and not the back of the sofa for instance so, so there are also very simple things like that you know because when you have the back of the sofa to the door it is not really very inviting. You close the space, actually, before somebody has the opportunity to enter a space. So, so sometimes it's very simple things, you know. Sometimes a, a, a staircase, that's a classic in Feng Shui, the staircase in front of the front door. You know, you just open the front door and you have a staircase. In Feng Shui, that is something that is not really desirable because you're, you're, the air flows through the house and exits on the other side. And you want to have fortune coming in and not really rushing out because everybody wants fortune and abundance. So, so you have to do other things. You use 
certain elements to deflect the energy to entering the home and just leaving in the most rapid way. So how it works is really, and this you have to just bear with me, every place has energy, but not everyone believes that. I really think that is correct. So you want to optimize your space in terms of energy. So, and positioning your space and the object in your space in in certain ways will open up your space and energy into the space. And if you block your space, for instance, if you have a house that is chock full of things, you generally are just closing up all your energy. And that makes sense because I remember going in the house of a person that was a hoarder and there was no way that I could even breathe walking in there. So it makes, it, it has logic, you know? So the first thing I did to help that person was to create a path. And after doing that, <laughs> she really literally, I'll tell you, she stood in front of me and she started breathing, you know? So there are certain things that are really, you can feel it. You don't even have to believe in it. You, you just can feel it. Well, see, and that's one of the things I wanted to get to is that does the energy of the person that lives there, is it changed by having a house that is properly designed and so that the energy flows? Does that also affect us and our energy? Yes. Oh, certainly. Yes. You don't even have to go into Feng Shui for that. It's just imagine, have you ever walked into a house and you immediately felt happy. I, I was, and then I then then my wife came home, <laughs> and then you became more happy. <laughs> well, like I say, we were married for twenty four years in the first best six months of my life. But anyway, yes, um... <laughs> yes, I get it. So, but you you get what I'm saying. So Mitch, Mitch is back there going. I really don't know why I'm here. <laughs> No, that's good. <laughs> no, oh, that's great. Yeah, I mean, places. Sometimes you walk into a place and you go, "This makes me feel good," or "This makes me feel really." I'm just not feeling well in here, you know. So places, depending like on Kevin. how, yeah, depending <laughs> on how. Yeah. I assume you said heaven, not Kevin. Yeah, yeah, no, Kevin. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I see, I see. By the way, I want to get your information out so that anybody that wants to uh, contact you can, Juliet. And first of all, can you give us your website, please? Yes, it's very simple. It's curated by Juliet, double T and an E, dot com. And, and you, you work with people all over the world. Is that correct? I yes, I now I'm working more in California, but I I had clients all over, in Brazil in Europe this morning. Incidentally, I was talking to a friend in uh, uh, south of Amsterdam, and she needed help with her new penthouse. So yeah, I do far away calls too. <laughs> <laughs> and when we come back, Mitch is going to take us into break here in a second. But when we come back, I'd like to talk about environmentally friendly objects and ways that you can uh, in put into your house environmentally friendly things that are better for all of us. 
and they don't have the gases and all that kind of stuff. It's it's like my brother was a roofer for many years, and he he died of st- stage four lung cancer because he tore off roofs that had asbestos in the roofs from a hundred years ago. And mm-hmm. so, um, I would love for us to talk about that when we come back. Can we do that? Yes. And Mitch. Take us to break, young man. Take it us away. All right, all of our amazing listeners. We have Juliet Shatan here with at curatedbyjuliet.com. Amazing designer. You're listening to Positive Talk Radio. Um, just tune in here and stay tuned for the next couple minutes while we cut to a break, and we'll be right back to talk to Juliet some more. Hey, PTR loyal listener. First, thanks for being in my dream. And second... I have a new concept in business to share with you. It's called socialpreneurship. So what's that? Well, it's the idea that any company designates all profits beyond expenses to be awarded to a local or international charity or project, which is working to achieve good in the world. KM Media is such a company. We believe that it's important for us to give back whenever possible and to make great things happen. So I hope you'll join us in creating this new business model that will positively impact all of us. In the next few weeks, we will lay out the plan and begin our fundraising efforts. So stay tuned for more details right here on Positive Talk Radio. When you want to say more than words, communicate. You can with flowers. Your custom boutique floral studio in Bothell, Washington is anaturaldesign.com, connecting you to nature through the language of flowers. Where your people are is where our flowers are beautiful. Your success is our goal. anaturaldesign.com at your fingertips today. Hey, thanks for listening to Positive Talk Radio. Did you know that we're also a media production company? Well, surprise, we are. We can create all kinds of audio, video products to fill any need. Please visit kmmedia.pro backslash our dash store for a complete list of products and services. In addition, do you need a great voice to add to your own website or any other project? I know that we can add depth and quality to your work. I've been told more times than I can count by many professionals in the business that my voice adds to the quality of the presentation. So let me create something for you. Please contact me at Kevin at KMmedia.pro and let's create something great. And welcome back to Positive Talk Radio. My name is Kevin McDonald and Mitch Parfit is over there. Hey, Mitch, how you doing? Hey, 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 hey. Hey, you learning something? <laughs> oh, you know, oh, totally. Yeah, I love it. Well, so far we've learned that I haven't bought underwear in 10 years and that, <laughs> no, anyway, so. Um, well, I don't know you, if we learned that or not, but <laughs> uh, we did now, so. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. There's, there's Jul- that. Juliet Chatan is with us. She is a home designer and uh and works for to positively impact the environment as well and and julie it's great to have you here are you having fun so far thank you yes this is super fun (laughs) (laughs) well well good i'm 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 really glad so so one of the things that you're doing is you're taking modern technology and modern uh, ways of doing things and making it more economically economically environmentally friendly is what i'm trying to say 
yes. Well, I think that uh, what we have right now is a very excited, more uh, exciting moment, uh, Kevin, because I've been trying for years and years to think about uh, how to restructure the interior design uh, industry in terms of, you know, the products you buy, uh, how you go about really furnishing your home and things like that. And now we have come to a point where I can offer my clients really very good options in terms of furniture, um, some building materials, more and more things are coming. Uh, Manufacturers that are in the United States and not really abroad which also helps with when you think in terms of sustainability. So there's a lot of good things happening out there. You have to consider that in the United States, 12 tons of furniture is added to landfills yearly. You know, so the numbers are really staggering. If you start thinking about this kind of thing, you just want to consider other options, you know, and it can already start by uh, just Uh, buying durable things. So when you go out to buy something for your home, think in terms of of pieces that you will enjoy for a longer period. And even if you have older pieces of furniture, they can be reupholstered, for instance. You can buy gently used furniture. At least in California, I have a a number of suppliers that can come up with really great gently used furniture pieces. You have secondhand markets, vintage. I mean, you have so many options out there, you know? So we are living in a period where more and more is possible. Even companies that produce 3d printed furniture made with and that is really that's that's where i'm super excited about 3d printed furniture made with uh let's say corn husks and things like that agricultural waste and that is really when you're talking then now we're talking about environmentally sound uh ways of production Because if you can print a piece of furniture here in California, the client lives around the corner and you're using corn husks, which otherwise would have been thrown away to create a really a great piece of furniture. I mean, then we are doing something that makes sense instead of purchasing something that is coming all the way from Southeast Asia. With all due respect, great manufacturers, but we have to change the way we're doing things drastically. 12, did you say 12 million tons of furniture is going into our landfills? Yeah, to 12 tons of furniture, which is, yeah, that's a lot of zeros there. That's a, that's a lot. Well, not only that, it's a lot of furniture. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Yeah. So, um, Mitch, have you ever thought about using uh, corn husks to build a couch? <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, <laughs> you know what? I haven't, but I am a firm believer. Yeah. I mean, I think that if you do by chance have to have, you have something that for whatever reason just doesn't fit the atmosphere the space you're trying to build or anymore or maybe you're trying to change things up that yeah you look at passing that on to somebody else um versus just throwing it away you know or throwing it like you know like juliet said in a landfill um somebody else out there it might fit what they're looking for and you know it can be reused we don't need to always just keep 
you know, buying and throwing away. So I think that that's, that's amazing um, outlook on things. And I think that that's, I think there's a lot to learn from that. Yes. Yes. Juliet, this is, we, I consider the United States a throwaway culture and that we buy something and then we don't like it. So we throw it away and we don't seek other ways of using it. Are you've been around the world. Are there other uh, countries that have a different viewpoint of that? Yeah, there's different situations. For instance, when I lived in Brazil, you know, uh, you have different uh, uh, situations economically there. Here in the United States, too, but they're perhaps a little more dramatic uh, situations uh, where you see that people have to become really creative. I mean, when you don't have a whole lot and, you know, in the United States, we're blessed with having immense immensities of a lot still. You know, but when you don't have that, you have to become more creative and you have to kind of adapt what you have to what you need. So that's a different ballgame. And in Europe, you know, my parents uh, are European, so they were more uh, in the fashion of we don't throw things away. You have to be more aware of things. Uh, You're certainly not going to buy clothes every month, you know. So it was, uh, yeah, it was a kind of a different kind of education than. They're right say. up my alley, those. Yeah, <laughs> Kevin, got, Kevin got that memo in regards to his underwear. <laughs> well, you perhaps knew my parents, and I didn't know. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> yeah, you really rode those all the way to the end. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so there are different ways of looking at things, and even you know, I remember uh, an architect in Brazil, an artist that used to say that the Brazilian people, for instance, were very creative because they really, they had to. <laughs> they had to be creative, you know, in that sense. And I think that here now I'm seeing that happen. You know, for instance, there is a furniture company that is now offering to also take back the, the, the sofa you purchase with them, uh, giving it a nice uh, hand of maintenance and, you know, putting new upholstery on it and just putting it, rolling it out in their gently used program. And then you get to buy a new sofa if you want. So this kind of solution, you know, we are going to see more and more of this in the in the future. And we are also going to see more and more people wanting to brand in that way. I really think like short-term rentals, for instance, you know, that's the place where you want to brand your your Airbnb or whatever you have in a way that people want to go there and uh, sustainability, having the right materials, you know, is really going to make the, the, uh, the differential. I I'm really, there's one <laughs> that just says, this is an anecdote, but there's one uh, hotel in the middle East that is now announcing that they have a vegan room. <laughs> so you can choose to, to stay there and to choose for a vegan. So everything in the room is made with materials that have not utilized anything from animals, for instance. No uh, wool, uh, no, no animal materials made with animal-derived de- products. So, so I think we're going to see more and more of this kind of thing. So if it's a vegan room, does that mean you can eat the furniture? <laughs> that was one of the things I was thinking. Well, unfortunately, no, because <laughs> no. <laughs> because, oh, darn. 
Well, unless you like cotton sheets and things like that, but uh, uh, but no, yeah. <laughs> they have special treats for you there. It's a very expensive hotel. <laughs> They, you get chocolate on the pillow and everything. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't let Kevin be in charge of designing your room. <laughs> that, would, that would be a poor experience. Uh, or do. I don't know. It depends on who you are. Well, with a little guidance, I can see Kevin making a very unique space for himself. Yeah. If With I had planners the, and TV trays. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. If I had the desire, I I I'll give you an example. My son, he grew up with the Beatles. And uh so yeah, he's got um um scripts from Hard Day's Night that he proudly displays. He's got uh posters on the wall for the Beatles. He's made it his place, his home. I got nothing. I don't even I've got I've got trophies and stuff I could put up. I don't put any of that up. So I I if and, and it probably would help my energy and I would feel better about my home if I if I did these things and came into my house and was proud of what it was. Does that do you find that that helps a lot of people? Well, I, I was about to ask you, do you know why you never put up anything that of significance to you? It's a four-letter word. It's called lazy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and Mitch is, Mitch is back there going, oh, God, why am I here? I keep forgetting. <laughs> no, I just knew I had the answer. Uh, well I have a solution for you. We can send a handyman and help you with that. So that's not an excuse. <laughs> so, so, Mitch, we haven't known each other that long. You know me that well already? I've heard enough, Kevin. I've heard enough. <laughs> no, but I think, I think it's for me. So I'll just go ahead and say just for me, there's a lot. Yeah. Um, like when I come home or whether I'm at home or coming into cleanliness is a big thing. Like I, I can't fully um, relax or really feel good about the space. I'm in if it's not clean, but I've also, you know, and a lot, that among other things, you know, obviously, you know, the things in the, in the space, of course, but I think it took me going to other different, either people's, whether it was friends, family, or even just whether it was even, you know, whether it was a hotel or anything like that, you go somewhere else and it's set up completely different and yeah, it's, it changes your mood. It changes how you're feeling, whether it's you're excited, there's energy or, you know, I've been to some places where I'm like, wow, this is really depressing. <laughs> like, I don't know that I really want to be here. And it, and it's just, and it, it's very true. Like you're what you surround yourself with and the things around you, I think are very impactful and it impacts everybody a little bit differently. Some people don't care if there is a sink full of dishes or there's nothing, oh, anything oh, around oh. them. And they just, all they have is a recliner and a TV stand you know some people don't care about that you know like Kevin, know what you're talking but, about <laughs> but no i think it's i think it's very important and and once you i think taking a step outside and going different places or being in different spaces helps you realize maybe what you want or maybe how you want to change your personal space I yeah think. yeah certainly and it it what you say is so true because a space that is is organized really is much more welcoming because it gives you space for your own energy to come in, you know, yeah. less, less 
things around you let's clutter it helps your mind it's really it the effect is immediate and the other thing that we haven't touched yet but is is really important is color color and light are two elements uh in doing interiors that is really 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 makes a tremendous difference you know you have the right color palette for a space you have of course it's a composition it's a whole thing it's the 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 floors the walls the the whole thing but but color in itself and light really make massive differences a a, a well lit space conveys an idea of warmth and of that you're feeling comfortable and that you want to sit there the same space and it's really poorly lit and it doesn't work can give you very icky uh, an icky sensation already changing that is a huge thing well i'm glad you brought that up because i was thinking that earlier for me personally lighting is big yeah. Um, it, it's amazing how you can have the same things in a space and how you light those things up or the space around you can change things dramatically. Oh. Uh, and so like, I mean, I have lights that I installed these led strip lights. I can change the colors if I'm watching a movie or if, it, and if even if it's like a scary movie or it's action or I just have friends and family over, I love the ability to be able to change the colors and be able to change the lighting. And there's certain lights I plug in or turn on and some I don't. And that, I think that's for me, that's one of the biggest things that changes my space is lighting. Um, and it, it, it's one thing to like, we've been talking a lot about the things in it and, and lights are a part of that as, of course as well but um it's it's amazing how you can change so much with just lights yes. uh, so i yes. it was excited to hear you say that sometimes it's really small things the other thing that is the changes of space dramatically we're just talking about energy and space it's just moving around the furniture i remember one time that i walked into a space and i was helping someone to organize uh, uh, the other part of the the house and the living room started screaming at me. Yeah, I have these funny things with space. So this living room starts really screaming at me. And I look at the living room and I look at the woman and I go, we have to do something in the living room. She said, oh, that's funny that you mentioned the living room because I, I don't know what to do with it. I said, okay, no problem. Let's go into the living room. We changed things around, got a whole lot of things out of there. And at the end of the day, you know, everybody was much happier, the space too. So, you know, so yes, you know, turning things around and just putting them into the space in a way that it works and it flows and you feel happy and welcome, you know, that's the biggest gift that I can give my clients is just to make the, the space so that they can feel comfortable and happy in it, you know. The rest I cannot do. I cannot make anyone rich. I cannot really change their <laughs> private life. But if I can do about something about the space so that they at least have a place where they can relax and, and enjoy, then it's, it's, it's I won my day. Well, I think productivity goes with that too. Oh yeah. Oh. People that we, well, and during the pandemic, we, I think that this be, is even more important. You know, we had a lot of people that went from going into an office environment where it's, you know, something that the company, you know, they have their, whatever they'd like for the atmosphere or the space. And then you have these people that went to go remote. And I think that, yeah, 
the things around them, the space, the lighting, everything. It's very, very, very impactful. And I, I am a firm believer that that actually also hugely impacts the productivity of the work you're doing because of everybody. It's, I like to say, I think we can all agree that if you're happy and you're in a good place and good space and you're, you're feeling good, you're going to do good work. You're going to, it's, it's just, it, it transit, it translates to each other. It all correlates. You know, it's interesting, uh, Mitch, because uh, generationally we are a little different. You, you and I, I, I was been around a while longer than you. And so when you say <laughs> it's got to be lighting and I want the lighting to hear and, and you know what I say to myself, damn, do I have to buy a new lamp? <laughs> Kevin, I picture you in your recliner with just one lamp with just the pull string, you know? <laughs> where you pull down with the TV dinner over and you got just the boob tube, just, you know, five, 10 feet in front of you and you turn it on and off. And, you know, when it hits 10 o'clock, we click it off. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. That's hey. what I'm getting right now out of everything you say. <laughs> no, what you, what, what happens is I sit down in my recliner and then because I, I'm active during the day and do stuff, um, I, this is the way I view it. I was talking to my sister and I said, you know, it's really great. I can, I can go to like uh, Netflix or I can go to Amazon and I can buy a movie and I get to watch it twice. I get to watch the first half of the first night. And then I fast forward it to the second half that I didn't see. Cause I was asleep the first for the second half. So I get to watch two. I, I get double my money. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if that works. What you just said. I was trying to follow you there, but that's, I mean, if that makes you happy, <laughs> if it, well, I don't know if it would make me happy if I could stay up the first time through the whole thing. But you know, when you get to be a little longer in the tooth, unlike you two young people, um, um, you know, oh, thank you. <laughs> must be a comfortable recliner. Oh. That was it's the first one. It's the first one I've ever had in my entire life because when I was married, I wasn't allowed to have one. Oh, now, now we're connecting. Oh. Now you get to another point. Yes, the dynamic between uh, in, in a couple. Yeah, and then yeah, the, the interior. Yes. years and that quite and interesting. <laughs> Yeah, it's 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 kind of like you know you do, when you want. I liked my lifestyle and I like what I do, and so consequently, I have good energy around it. Other people would go, no, I don't think that would work for me, and that's fine. That doesn't have to work for anybody but me. That is correct. It's your recliner. It's your space. You have to be happy in it. But I can also make you happy with the fact that lighting nowadays you can do remote with with your phone. You can command mm -hmm. your lights. So that's what I do. So now I have to buy a new phone. I don't know. No, <laughs> you don't have to buy a new. You don't phone. have a phone. You don't have a smartphone. Come on. Uh, <laughs> I know. No, I'm being, I'm being. I'm being a little facetious, but uh, Kevin's dating himself. He's got a Motorola bag phone. Oh, that one. Yeah, yeah. around. I I liked my flip phone when it went away. Okay. He's pulling out. He's pulling out the antenna still. It's. They're back. The They're thing. back. We all love Star Trek, you know. Exactly. <laughs> That's my fascination with 3D printed. We have a, I have a replicator now. I can do 3D printed furniture. I mean, that's very exciting. And homes. Don't how does how does that work? How do you do 3D printed furniture? 
well, I, obviously I don't have a 3D printed uh, uh, printer in my home because these things are huge. But you can go to a company like here in Oakland, for instance, we have a company that does uh, 3D printed furniture. So uh, so that's how you do it. And I have a cooperation with a designer and she produces the designs and it can be printed any place on the planet. So all you need is a company that does the printing, which wow. is really, which is like Star Trek. I mean, you know, it's, it's like, <laughs> yeah, it's great. Beam me <laughs> up, Scotty. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> well, you know, the gospel according to Gene Roddenberry, there were so many things that proved to be true about that. Like, as an example, the communicators and um, and stuff like that. So, and and also in the 23rd century, nobody has to work. Everybody can follow their passion and do what they want because they don't have to work anymore. So I'm looking forward to that, but I don't think I'll make it to the 23rd century. <laughs> we'll come back for that. <laughs> 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 exactly uh juliet we're we're gonna run out of time dang it i i have enjoyed this conversation immensely and mitch thank you for being here by the way real quick mitch before we go i want to make sure that we get out the word about you've got something special coming up uh, that you haven't even talked to anybody yet you want to announce it here or do you want to hold back until later oh which 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 part give me give me a give me a hint i have so many things it involves a studio. Oh, yes. So, yeah, no. So I'm in the process of getting a setup right now for a TV show, I guess you could say, podcast series. So it'll be video. Um, and I, you know, I'm in the process of creating that space where I'm going to have guests on there. And obviously I want it to be a good environment. Juliet, I might need to reach out to you. We'll see. Oh, you know. please do. I'm a guy and, you know, we kind of have a one track mind sometimes when it comes Mm -hmm. to what we want to do, but I'm super excited about it. It's going to be in regards to movies and movie reviews and meeting people and trivia and all kinds of good fun. So stay tuned. It's going to be called movie buzzed. And uh, yeah, I got a lot of things going with that. I will stay tuned with you guys or with more information on it as, as we get a little bit closer. But just so everybody knows, it involves movies and booze. So <laughs> I didn't want to I didn't want to say the second part because I didn't want any negative connotation. But yes, no, no, it's, it's I mean, I would I would watch your and I would I would even, you know, uh, participate along with the with the liquid beverages until I yeah. fell asleep at 730. Oh, so Kevin, we'll make sure when I have you on the show, because you'll be on the show, I'll make sure that we schedule it super early before <laughs> before five, before you hit your recliner. We'll make exactly. sure that you, you know, exactly. we're there. Julie, uh, we we need to go, but uh, curatedbyjuliet.com is where you go to talk to her, learn all about what she does. Will you come back? I've enjoyed this conversation. I would love to come back. I just loved you guys. This is so fun. And don't yeah, forget to cocktails. I have some recipes. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a well-rounded gal, so you know everything. <laughs> <laughs> six languages you can you can arrange furniture and you know cocktails yeah interior design is way better with a couple cocktails <laughs> <laughs> i'm going to put that on my website <laughs> i feel a t-shirt coming <laughs> and a bumper sticker yeah so, um, kevin loves stickers i do i do 
Juliet Chatan has been with us and uh, and she's delightful. And go to her website again, which is curatedbyjuliet.com. Find out all about her. And thank you, my dear, for being here. I, and tell David I, I, I'm tracking him down so to get him back on the show as well. Oh, that's wonderful. I love him. <laughs> yes, indeed. So, so Mitch, it's your duty, sir, to take us out for the evening. <laughs> Absolutely. To all of our beautiful listeners out there, you're listening to Positive Talk Radio on KKNW 1150. And remember, be kind to one another because one another is all we've got. 